0: From the Highland Podcast, Danae King from the Columbus Dispatch, uh, talking about faith and immigration, always a favorite beat of mine. And hey, it's still a busy beat. We thought that with a uh, change in the president, it might get less busy, but it's almost as busy as ever.
1: Yeah, it's been hot lately. There's been a lot going on, especially locally. So,
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, let's start out with um, in Columbus Police. It's always been kind of a, a racial hot button on what's happening. Uh, We think back to last year, uh, Columbus was one of the protest places when George Floyd was killed up in Minneapolis. But also recently, just the awful, devastating, horrific shooting of Andre Hill that's still being investigated. And because of that, some other things, uh, Columbus police made the decision to demote Thomas Quinlan from chief to uh, deputy chief. But you've written today and we're recording this on Monday afternoon. Uh, Columbus clergy, they're not happy. And they delivered a message to uh, the Columbus mayor, Andrew Goodfell. What did they say?
1: Yeah, so today I was out um, in front of City Hall um, for a press conference by clergy um, because they are not happy that Quinlan was just demoted, but they want him out of the department completely. Um, They say that, you know, he's really – had a history of kind of carrying on the culture, the racist culture in the department and in the community. And so they were there at city hall to present a petition uh, to mayor Ginther uh, with 300 signatures of clergy and faith leaders saying that Quinlan should be out completely, not just demoted to deputy chief.
0: While we're reporting on the issue, it was interesting. It was talking about um, how the mayor was very forceful when the shooting first happened, um, if you wanted to see action right away. And there was, um, Quinlan didn't seem to be around that much. And kind of a reporting talk about, hey, that kind of spoke volumes of what was happening. Um, You did report today that the mayor isn't really defending Quinlan, but the mayor is kind of holding firm on his decision to keep him as deputy chief. Why is that the case?
1: Yeah. um, It's not really clear why that's the case. Um, So they released a statement, the mayor's office saying that, you know, we've talked it over. We thought about it. We're going to keep him where he is. And, and so I think that a lot of clergy, like you said, noticed that Quinlan wasn't around when, um, when there was talk about the Andre Hill killing and, you know, he wasn't there and they took that as a sign that Ginther may be losing faith in Quinlan. Um, so it's interesting, you know, <laughs> he's saying in the department, but he's not obviously the chief of police. So, um, clergy think that, that that goes with that culture that he perpetuated of racism and discrimination, and they think, you know, hey, we already have deputy chiefs. You know, you vacated right. your position. Right. There's no more room for you. Why are we paying for your salary? But Ginther seems to to want to keep him around. And if you notice, there's, um, you know, they never really said that they demoted him. It was really, right. you know, right. Ginther's statement was, "I asked him to step down, and he did." So. It seems like maybe um, he played a little nicer. You know, he he was like, we asked him to step down, not demoted him or fired him, so.
0: Well, I kind of think about, like, with Columbus and all police departments. Some people say, well, it's hard to get rid of police because of unions and some of the issues that come up from there. But this is different because Quinlan's position isn't really a union position. I, I hate to guess in this matter, but is Columbus going be afraid of a suit? Because it it might be different if you say, Hey, you're fired up against hey, you at least get to keep your job with the department. Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know. The contract was brought up today at, at the press conference briefly, and you know, clergy said that, you know, that's a whole nother issue. They were like, you know, we really need to talk at some point about contracts between police unions and the city because they said they believe, you know, Reverend Dan Clark with Faith in Public Life said that clergy believe that the FOP is controlling the city and people in City Hall. And they said, you know, we don't care as clergy as clergy members what that police contract say because we abide by a different moral code and it's it's not the FOP contract. So it's an interesting right. take on that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wonder sometimes money talks. Again, I'm not sure exactly what's going on with the city, but there's gotta be a reason. I mean, Mayor Ginther, I was impressed by his quick reaction and his forceful reaction. Where oftentimes, after a horrible police shooting like that happens, usually the city is kind of reserved for the express their condolences, but to say, hey, we have to investigate. But I remember uh, Mayor, the day that happened, he was like, yep, stuff needs to happen. He was very forceful and angry. And it's interesting to see why he's kind of taking a step back with the matter right now. Um, you know, we talked about this before when you've come on. Um, I think it's interesting in a good way that clergy is getting more involved in social issues. I, I think back when I mean, my dad being a pastor, maybe the thing 30, 40 years ago is you say, hey, you should just preach at the pulpit. You, you shouldn't really get involved in social issues. But we're seeing a big change, not just with uh, pastors of color, but other pastors in the Columbus area. It, it's interesting to see how that's kind of, has it changed, in your opinion, over the past few years.
1: Yeah, yeah so um October 2016. And I've noticed a change even in that time. So, you know, as things have kind of heated up when it comes to race and um, police and community relations, you know, clergy have really stepped up. And so and there's a there's a further history of that in our country, obviously, with Martin Luther King Jr. and, you know, civil rights. But locally you know they started stepping up in 2018 when they were approached by some black police officers who were saying you know there's this you know this environment of discrimination and racism and we're scared that if we speak up within the department that we're going to get retaliated against and so at that point in order to protect those officers there were about 20 black officers in order to protect them you know clergy started asking to meet with the mayor, asking to meet with the police chief, and really, you know, standing up for those officers. And I think what we're seeing now is a continuation of that, you know, this started two years ago for these clergy members, and they're, you know, they're continuing that and coming out even stronger against it. Um, And it's interesting, because, you know, today, something that really struck me was that a lot of these pastors, they're frustrated, you know, they're angry, and they're frustrated. And it's, you know, not only on behalf of those officers, it's on behalf of the whole community, especially black people in the community, but really, you know, the whole community has been impacted by this. And so these clergy members, you know, they're really trying to stand up for everybody in their congregation, everybody in the community and police officers who are experiencing, you know, what they call this culture of discrimination.
0: Well, it affects the communities that they pastor too. I mean, especially those who pastor in the inner city. I mean, Affects every day. I think it's a face. Yeah. No, I like that. There's, I think it's a misnomer about some people saying hey, these guys, you know, you're kind of losing the gospel and all of this. I don't think you really are. I think you're kind of proclaiming what the Bible is about when you say, hey, let's care for other people. Let's care for those affecting and everything. And it's it's encouraging to see people actually do that, especially when we look after the FaceTime. Now, it's good Absolutely. to see that, but and there's other ways where sometimes a member of faith or a member who wants to be a part of a faith position speaks out, and it's a little bit too much. And you wrote about that, too. Um, there's a Ohio mm-hmm. lieutenant, I believe, right? Am I saying that right? Yeah, yeah who was in the Yeah, Ohio National Guard. That's yeah, in this chaplain position, but he got himself a little bit of trouble in case people didn't see that in dispatch. Why is he in trouble?
1: Yeah, so he um, he wrote several Facebook posts. Um, he accused the Joint Chiefs of Staff of the military, which are you know highest ranking before um, obviously the president, the commander in chief, of sedition um, when they said you know they sent a letter out saying that after the Capitol riots that you know people in the military need to defend the Constitution, not the president, at who at that time was Trump, um, and so. You know, he accused them of sedition, but he also has said a lot of comments on his Facebook. You know, he's Lutheran, this Ohio lieutenant, um, and has said things against Catholics. And, you know, he's a candidate for a chaplain. And one thing that happens when you become a chaplain, whether it's in the military or, you know, at a hospital or wherever it may be, is that chaplains need to be able to minister to people of all faiths, not just their own. And so... Um, I think that's really important when we talk about this idea of faith leaders is, you know, he's being vetted and training to become a chaplain in the Ohio National Guard and yet is disrespecting, you know, another religion. So it's been interesting reporting on that. That broke um, Friday morning pretty quickly. And um, we got the exclusive. uh, The Military Religious Freedom Foundation is a civil rights organization, and they gave us the exclusive. Um, on this story. And um, they were contacted by an army captain, actually, who had felt that had seen this person's Facebook post, this lieutenant, um, and was worried about him becoming a chaplain and said, you know, I don't feel like he's able to really, you know, to do this work and to minister to people. And so then the Military Religious Freedom Foundation wrote a letter to the um, Ohio Adjutant General, um, who's the leader of the Ohio Army National Guard. And and um, we got a response, the dispatch got a response today um, in asking about that letter, and they said that they're looking into it, but that he is on hold when it comes to the chaplain program.
0: And I think some critics out there would read the articles and say, wait a minute, aren't you guys saying two different things? Because, it, because I think the problem in our society is we equate everything to politics, you know, from who's going to win the big game to everything else, where you might say, well, we're – Praising these pastors for speaking out for these officers, while on the other hand, this guy's just making some viewpoints on faith and what he believes. But you know, I think anytime you're right, you want to make sure you're minister to all faiths. That's part of the job you're going for. But secondly, anytime you bring up specific politics, like when you mentioned Trump or Republicans or Democrats, that's a very different issue than what we're talking about before with these members, because yeah, you can assign a political affiliation to them, but they're not really doing that to support politics. They're doing that out of just love and care for the people they minister to. I, I to to me, it seems obvious, but I think there's a lot of people out there say, "Was well, that a big contradiction?" But I think they're talking about two very different things, right?
1: Yeah, it's interesting, and also, you know, there's you know, I guess something that I don't know a lot about the military. I've been reporting on it a little bit more lately, but. You know, there is this idea that, um, you know, you take an oath in the military and you're supposed to, you know, be held to this different standard when you're in the military, especially as a chaplain. You know, these pastors who are speaking out, you're right, they're not being, you know, they're not speaking out against different religions. They're not being political. They're speaking out for what they consider the least of these. And, you know, they are pastors for certain denominations. So if they did want to speak out against another religion you know, they could likely do that without consequence. You know, this, this man, this lieutenant cannot do that without consequence, potentially, because he wants to be a chaplain who ministers to all faiths. So it's also like, there's that difference too, you know, it's, um, you know, it's it's interesting. Right, there's a lot of different, different issues that come into play with that, though it's an interesting point that, you're right, it could seem contradictory.
0: Well, I think it's good to the power of local reporting is somebody was concerned enough to bring that to the media's attention, not necessarily a, a a telltale type thing, but just say, hey, look, there's a concern here. I'm not sure if he could do his job. And, you know, sometimes if it's not for us, you know, we try to bring these matters to light. And thankfully, from our reporting, it sounds like they're doing a really big investigation on where this guy's at and where he's coming from.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because, um, you know, it's really interesting because people don't know that a lot of Christians are persecuted. Um, you hear about a lot of other faiths being persecuted because Christianity is obviously, you know, a big faith in America. But, you know, this is kind of an example of, of Catholics, you know, being discriminated against as well with this yeah. this man's comments.
0: Well, and I think, and this is kind of meeting into my faith understanding of things, I'm hoping that because of some of the silly things that people who, and let me go a step further, who call themselves Christians say, I think sometimes other Christians are going to see reprisal of it, not in terms of being imprisoned or or executed or whatever else, but I I think because of the actions of some so-called Christians like this guy that you were talking about, you you could see more actions against other people because of some of the silly things that are being said so yeah yeah that, that's something that i've got kind of faced in my personal life too just you know based on some of the crazy things that have been said before so very good um yeah so what's the next step so like you said with the lieutenant it's on hold um is he still going to be a lieutenant it's just more of if he's going to be a chaplain or not is going to be a hold or is his position lieutenant <laughs> on hold too so, I don't know I, I
1: think that right now he remains a lieutenant um and so he was applying for that chaplain position um so I'm guessing that they will likely review his entire i'm guessing they will likely review his entire um you know presence in the ohio national Guard but um right now, they said they're just looking into the matter as a whole,
0: and for the um clergy situation, I guess they're going to still keep pushing for Quinlan to be removed then, right?
1: Oh yeah, I don't think they will they will stop doing that. And, um, you know, there's been kind of a a recent history of clergy being involved in, you know, selection processes. Like I said, some were involved in Quinlan's selection, though they did not select Quinlan. Um, But, you know, so I, I think they will also push for a seat at the table, you know, in this next search for a police chief. And, you know, I don't think they're going to stop asking the mayor, you know, for what they want. They, they have met with the mayor before and, you know, have sat down face to face or, you know, zoom screen to zoom screen as it may be in, in the virus with, you know, Quinlan and the mayor. So I think they will, you know, they're not going to let that go.
0: I wonder what the guy in Seattle is doing. If he's still there, if he's still looking around, it'd be interesting. I mean, I'm sure the, the search will be national. It won't be just, hey, please come back. We made a mistake. But I'm wondering, you know, if if he's still looking for a job or what's happening with him.
1: Well, I guess that um, NBC4 reached out to him and he said he's still interested and, and would come to Columbus. Wow. But um, when I asked, I asked Inter and he said, um, you know, his office said, he can apply if he's still interested, but they did not indicate they would reach out to him. No clergy would prefer they do.
0: Right. Well, I wonder for his sake, if that's a good job to come to again. Like, If you think of like, say somebody offered you a job and you know, if you said no for whatever reason, or maybe you lost out to somebody else. Well, if that same place called you six months later, a year later, yeah, you might sit great job and might be like, hey, you had your chance, you know, I'm gonna do something different at this time. It, it might be an interesting position for that guy to come into based on you know what happened with everything else. So I don't know. It'll yeah. be fascinating to see yeah. what to happen. And I we talked about this in the podcast the other day too. I don't necessarily think Columbus needs to for sure hire a person of color, but if you don't hire a person of color, make sure that you hire someone that's open to working well with other people. You know, I, I don't want Columbus to be in a situation where I feel, oh, man, we have to hire a person of as a chief. But make somebody who's willing to talk and be open to working with people. Is that the seniors you're hearing from Columbus?
1: Yeah. The yeah. Saying, you know, one of their big complaints about Quinlan was that he wouldn't sit down with black officers and just yeah. have a conversation. And so they want somebody who, you no know, matter what their race We'll sit down and we'll hear the concerns of the officers who feel that there is that culture of discrimination and racism. So, you know, it doesn't necessarily, you know, nobody has said, you know, they must be black or they must be white. But, you know, like you said, it sounds like clergy really want them just to be open to to hearing the concerns of people.
0: Well, and I'm thinking in 2021, especially what happened with the Columbus Police Department and the Franklin sheriffs, I mean, that would have to be, like, if you look at the job description, that would have to be one of the first things you're looking for. It, it would just only make sense to me, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, especially after the Andre Hill thing. I mean, don't look past that. I mean, that's got to be a number one you know, situation what you're looking for. Uh, you know, speaking of awful situations with, you know, police shootings and everything, um, we talked about this last time you were on about Jason Mead, uh, the officer involved in the Casey Goodson uh, shooting. Has there been anything else said? I mean, sadly, we really haven't heard anything else about an investigation or what they're looking at. But you did great reporting on the fact that this guy is a pastor. He made some strange comments in the past. Has there been anything else, or th- is is that investigation still on hold?
1: Yeah, I believe that the investigation is ongoing, so I'm assuming we will hear something as soon as, you know, the, I think there's three law enforcement agencies investigating it, so hopefully um, we'll hear something soon, but right now I believe they're just, um, you know, kind of saying we're investigating (laughs) when they're asked, so yeah, nothing new so far out of that.
0: Has the church anything else? I know there's some, you know, protests there in the past and stuff. Has there been anything else like that?
1: No, you know, I actually wasn't the one who originally talked to the church. Um, one of my colleagues did when he was pursuing the story, and I was going to call them back and talk more to them. And they talked to him once and gave him an interview, and then, you know, they didn't return calls for comment after that. So. You know, I think they they gave their they said what they want to say, and they've defended you know Deputy Mead and or Reverend Mead, and um, they are you know keeping mum after that.
0: Well, we hope and trust the investigation is still going, and I think to the investigators' credit, you know, some of that has to be under, you know, as journalists we want to know everything, and we're paid to ask these questions and everything, but I can understand why they want to keep some of that under closed doors. But I think for us as journalists, as well as the general public, I mean, we want to hear something come back. And I I don't think the public's bloodthirsty necessarily for these officers, but it's ridiculous to think something had to happen that day. You know, you would think that there's something that needs to be investigated, something serious. And hopefully uh, we hear some substance from the investigation maybe not against the officers necessarily but let's create a situation where these things don't continually happen like they've been in our city so yeah. yeah yeah definitely what else is coming up i mean obviously i know you've been busy lately but i'm sure there's some more things coming up what what's up in the beat that we should be looking out for in the dispatch in the next couple weeks
1: yeah, yeah, so um, I'm working on a story this week about um, some Catholic bishop, Catholic high school students at Bishop Watterson who are um, doing some interesting things to help people who are um, who are suffering from COVID. And so um, you can look out for that. I don't want to give too much away, but um, yeah. <laughs> there's um, it seems like a good effort by some high school students to to do some charity work and and give. And so that's going to highlight. I'm going to highlight that this week for Catholic Schools Week, um, which is this week, if you didn't know. Um, and then I'm working on some things about, um, you know, about vaccines and faith communities and um, and also about um, the Bhutanese and Polly community locally and some some issues they've been facing. So,
0: again, oh, really? I don't want to get away. But oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Yeah, because- Yeah, we got to make sure we read the story. So, yeah, as always, (laughs) uh, Denise Workout and all the other reporters at Dispatch.com. And the great thing about, too, we were just talking about before the interview, it's not just Dispatch.com reporters. I mean, we have, uh, it's 21 daily newspapers around the state, weekly papers and everything else. And we have the ability Mm -hmm. to pull in news from all over the place. I mean, you know, you get sports coverage Uh around the state, everywhere else. So it's it's a good investment and, you know, not to speak ill of any of our competitors, but other places don't have that. I mean, they don't really have a network of state reporters to work, work on stuff that we have. So, yeah, definitely check out dispatch.com. Yes, we're biased. We work there. They pay our salaries. <laughs> but we're there because we appreciate what they do, and, definitely. and we definitely want to be part of it. It's, it. it's a tough time for journalists right now. But like I said, we believe in what we present, and, hey, check it out there's good deals i mean if you're paying 10 15 bucks for netflix you know hey be involved be understand what's happening in local community because there is a ton i mean maybe five years ago i might say hey, you might not need to know everything but now with covid and just all these issues happening in our community i mean it's you gotta be informed you gotta know what's happening there's a lot of issues that affect everybody so it's Maybe. good. Definitely. All right. Well, anything else dispatch related or about faith and immigration we should talk about?
1: I don't think so. Just um stay tuned. You know, there's gonna be a lot coming up soon, I think, even more as uh like I said, my beats stay hot and um you know it's not just me like I said there's a lot of people working hard at the dispatch and all the other Ohio and nationwide papers that you can see their work on the dispatch.
0: So yeah, definitely, and, and also too. Yeah, good point. Um, it's not just the Ohio connect I mean, it's USA Today Network. So, from you know nationally with the USA Today to all of our other papers around the country, it's important. And believe me, um, you know we we treat USA Today like Associated Press. Enough against Associated Press, we still use <laughs> Associated Press. They're good, but you know, I mean it's a vast network of reporters that give really date information. So yeah, you get a lot with the dispatch. It's very good. Well, Danae, as always, thank you so much. Um, you're welcome anytime. And uh, again, thanks for checking out to Han. Everyone have a great day.
1: Thanks, Chris. Bye. Bye.